When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And on the menu this morning, cheese curds. Happy National Cheese Curd Day on a Friday here on the Midwest Farm Report. Aaron Zimmerman here with you, and looks like it's going to be a beautiful day to get out and enjoy some curds here in Wisconsin. We'll check the forecast for today, the weekend, and ahead with Stumach Ag Meteorologist just shortly. And then speaking of National Cheese Curd Day, Wisconsin is home to the nation's only master cheesemaker in cheese curds, Steve Stetler of Decatur Dairy in Broadhead. I caught up with him to learn a little bit more about the production of the squeaky curds that we all love and why they are so popular. Other than it being National Cheese Curd Day, October is also Pork Month. Carrie Retellick, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Pork Association, joins us to talk about all things pork. And then finally, Farm Director Pam Yonke will get an update from our friends at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board here this morning. Now let's kick things off here on Friday, October 15th. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit Compere.com or call 844-426-6733 today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit Badgerbean.com today. Don't leave the doors open, plug the holes, because if you don't, as we turn from uh, summer to fall and even into winter, critters like us are looking for warm spots. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Aaron Zimmerman is with us this morning. And Aaron, I just talked to a guy in our area that over the past two weeks, just out of uh, one of his sheds, he's got 13 raccoon, two skunks, and a couple other critters. So you better be aware and you better be prepared to control them, right? Yeah, definitely. That kind of sounds like it look would belong down here in our neighborhood too. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I had the chance to talk to Ryan Nearland, the president of Quick Kill Pest Control, about what to do about problems like this. You know, like you say, these critters want to stay warm just like you. So they're going to find any place they can in your barns, your shed, or even your house. And not just big critters like raccoons and rats and mice. Also, insects can be a problem. We had the chance to talk about both sides of things, how you can prevent them from even getting in in the first place. And then if they get in there, what you can do to get rid of them and clean up the mess. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely that time of year as things start cooling down. Um, everything kind of looks for a warmer place to go for the winter, especially as everybody's out picking their harvest and clearing the fields kind of sends a lot of the rodents that have been living outside 
all summer long and breeding and increasing their population starts driving them to warmer places here for fall or winter. So the mice and rats, especially as the harvest season comes about, they lose their harborage in their home out in those fields, and that drives them towards buildings and rural homes, farms, uh, looking for, again, a warmer place to go for the winter. Before they really start to kind of get in there, what are some things that people maybe could do as some preventative measures to slow them from deciding to make homes in the barns or sheds or anywhere on the farm or even your house? On the farm, I would say that it's crucially important to try to reduce any food sources um, that they may have. So bags of feed that have broke open are an endless food supply for those rodents, trying to keep barns cleaned up as best you can to eliminate those food sources. Around the house, your best option is to do an exclusion around the exterior. So going around the outside of the structure and physically finding and sealing any of those entry points or holes that the rodents can use to get into the home, get that house sealed up so that they don't have those entry points to find their way in. If you do everything you can all fall to keep the raccoons, keep the rats, the mice, anything else out, but we get kind of into winter and all of a sudden we're starting to have a problem. I guess that's probably where you guys come in, but what kind of things can we do to you know, take care of those problems and I guess prevent them from coming back too? Right. I mean, your best option again is, is the rodent proofing to the structure. So we have a really good two-trip rodent proofing service to seal up the structure, keep things out, and then um, we'll use some rodenticide placements to help eliminate like a current population. And once you have that current population eliminated, the chance of new rodents trying to find their way in is greatly reduced. Once you get the rodents out, that look at your home also as their home. Trapping can be effective on the inside of, say, like a structure or a home in combination with sealing those holes and keeping a future population out. Around the exterior, as you would imagine, um, trapping can be uh, more of an uphill battle because there's a much larger rodent population on the exterior, and they just keep coming and coming and coming. So exterior baiting tends to be probably your most effective preventative option around the exterior. That just kind of limits that rodent population as they work their way in, reducing those numbers around the structures and the buildings. Obviously, these rodents aren't as big of a concern when they're out in the fields or in the woods or, um, you know, wherever they spend most of their summer. But as they try to find their way in for the winter, then it brings up health concerns with droppings and different diseases and ectoparasites that rodents or even raccoons, some of those larger animals will carry with them. Now let's dig into that a little bit more, you know, why it's so important to not only, you know, for keeping things clean and and I guess just keeping them out, but let's talk about some of those, you know, maybe disease problems that you might see and why you really should pay attention to this stuff because, you know, if you don't and you don't even know it's there or you don't really plan for it, it could really create some problems for you. Yep, it definitely could. 
I guess the biggest thing maybe is with your field mice or house mice that are finding their way into structures for the winter, rodents don't have a bladder. So everywhere they go, they're kind of leaving a little drip trail, which um, number one is their scent for other rodents to follow that scent trail. Once they establish kind of paths or highways that they run day after day, that leaves a pretty distinct pheromone scent for other rodents to follow. But then, obviously, they're not polite in where they decide to use the bathroom. So finding uh, droppings in your drawers or on your silverware or in your cupboards, on your plates and food handling surfaces, obviously not a pleasant surprise when you wake up in the morning. (laughs) A big thing with mice that people don't realize is they're one of the largest carriers of fleas or ticks. So they could have deer ticks on them and kind of help spread Lyme's disease and stuff like that as well. Now, the other one you mentioned, besides, you know, the more obvious pests, I think, is our other insect pests. And those can really, you know, create some problems, too, when it comes to your farm and home. Yeah, definitely. As soon as you get some cool nights and some warmer days like we've seen here already this fall, the box elder bugs are in full swing. Wasps, who had a really successful year with their hives here this summer, are starting to leave those hives and find their way in to structures for the winter. Everybody in the rural areas is very familiar with the Asian beetles, uh, which live in the soybean fields throughout the warmer months and come harvest time, start flocking out of those fields and finding their way into rural homes for the winter. This year doesn't seem to be as bad here yet for Asian beetles as we've seen some previous years but everybody in the country is well aware of the Asian beetles when they start flying. Definitely. We talked about how to prevent these bigger pests from coming in and keep them out and get rid of them if they're there. What about insects? What kind of things do we do for them, and what problems could they create as well? Insects can be much more difficult to keep out because they are much smaller. Typically, they're going to find their way in to like an attic, through the little um, vent holes in soffits or your attic vents, ridge guard or ridge venting that people would have on the top of the ridge. But they can also find their way in maybe around dryer vents and windows and doors. So areas like that, a homeowner can make sure that those windows are caulked properly and the siding is tight and you know sealed uh, properly to the foundation and around, you know, dryer vents, uh, bathroom vents, windows, doors, those kinds of areas. I guess, you know, you say that these insects are a little harder to tell when they're getting in and harder to stop from coming in. What do we do if we get a problem inside that we finally realize that, you know, there's a lot of bugs getting some certain place that we really got to get rid of? Well, the best option is always to prevent the population on the exterior before they get in. So when you see them starting to fly on the outside of the home, that's your best time to treat the exterior and stop everything outside. If it's too late and they've already found their way in, treating the inside around any windows or doors 
is probably your best option for control on the interior. And then doing that, again, in combination with treating the exterior to try to stop everything out there that hasn't made its way in here already. Well, a lot of good tips on how to prevent pests big or small and get rid of them if they make some problems. Here with Ryan Nearland, president of Quick Kill Pest Control, talking about those pests that might start harboring themselves in your homes or farms now here through the fall towards winter. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know it's coming. Let's make sure you're prepared. Winter in Wisconsin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee reminding you about all the services that are there under one roof at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in Sauk City, McFarland's.net online. Don't forget, time for that snowblower service to make sure it's ready to go. They can handle it. Maybe a set of new tires for the ride that you depend on in the winter. Focused on their community and your safety. That's McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. McFarland's.net online. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with a commercial burglary investigation. On September 19th, officers responded to a burglar alarm at Tech Heroes in the 7400 block of Mineral Point Road. The glass front door had been shot out and the suspect took a small amount of cash from the store. The suspect was wearing a black hoodie pulled up over their head and black sweatpants. The suspect also had a red lanyard around their neck. A similar incident previously occurred on September 9th at a business in the 1400 block of Emil Street. If you have any information regarding either of these incidents, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266 6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Time now for your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Now, Stu, this next couple days, today and through the weekend, looks like temperatures might be a little bit lower, but uh, looks like some pretty pretty nice weather for the next few days. Yeah, absolutely. A little cool spell right now. I mean, uh, there could be a little patchy frost around as we look on towards Saturday morning or even Sunday morning. I saw this morning Tomahawk up in northern Wisconsin. They're at 32 right now, so cooler in the north, no doubt about that. But let's talk about why things are working out this way. That big system moved off to our east. It's pushing up through Indiana toward northern Ohio yet today, and there's a front way off to the east. There are a few sprinkly showers in Indiana, Illinois, even back into central Iowa. There is a possibility anywhere from southern into eastern Wisconsin. I'd maybe even include Boston in that just slightly, but there could be a little sprinkly shower popping up here for a time today. Might be even late morning or just into the afternoon, Madison and Boston. Later afternoon when you head further east, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh. Not going to amount to much sprinkly light rain if we see it. And otherwise, some clouds hold on today. Temperatures not bad, still very near normal. The very low 60s are our normal high highs right now anywhere from 60 to 62 so upper 50s are just about 60 that's right about there 
but we cool down a little more, especially as we make our way into Saturday and Saturday night. The good news is right after that, things really turn around. The sunshine's going to help us to warm a little bit tomorrow, and it really will do its job come Sunday and Monday as we head back to normal and above, up into the mid and even upper 60s by Monday. Much more mild air. And you notice I haven't said anything about rain. That very slight chance today, I don't expect till about the mid part of next week will we see another possibility of a little light rain. But we had some breezes with that this weekend and some sunshine, and that helps to dry things up just a little bit. Certainly better news as far as field conditions are concerned, giving us a break from what's become a little oh, kind of greasy mess with the lighter rains we've seen, just never really drying out. Maybe we'll do that. I expect it to be a, li- bit, a little bit more. Or breezy as we uh, look on toward tonight and even into Saturday. There could be some wind gusts up at 20 and 25 miles per hour. Certainly should help with that drying effort as we make our way into the weekend. Yes, it might make it feel a bit chilly if you're working outdoors, but at least it will be giving us some drying. I'll have those forecast details right after this. Back in grade school, we were always taught to avoid run-on sentences. That's not a problem at Wiffle's Hybrids, since we're only focused on one thing, our high-yielding corn hybrids. Oh, and handling our own seed production. Oh, and staying independent in U.S. farm... Well, shoot. Turns out it's easier said than done. Wiffle's Hybrids, one thing done right, and lots of little things done right, too. Keeping Wisconsin strong. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Now, Stu, other than, you know, that chance for a few light sprinkles, I'm really glad to hear you say that, you know, it might have, you know, we're going to have some sun, we're going to have some breeze and dry things out because, boy, it is muddy at the farm right now. And I'm not, uh, you know, I had a friend yesterday come out and said, it looks like spring out here right now. Yeah, it really does. That's a good observation. It's kind of schmeary, let's put it that way. But let's look at our Compere Financial Ag Weather Update, and it is still for a mostly cloudy sky today. There may be some clearing at the cross. I think Mauston and Points East may see a sprinkly shower. The chance already yet late this morning at Mauston, more likely in the afternoon as you head further east. Not going to amount to much. Some sprinkles, light rain. Upper 50s, could be a 60 here or there. That's the best we can hope for. The north wind's only about 5. Overnight, we start to clear it out, especially as we head on toward late in the night, and we drop back toward 40 or just into the upper 30s, and the winds will be out of the west at 5 to 10. Frost may not be that big of an issue with that bit of a breeze. A mostly sunny Saturday, a fine day, too, in the upper 50s, maybe a 60 in the west, but breezy northwest winds, 5 to 15. They'll gust up around 25. That possibility of frost late Sunday night or late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Otherwise, a sunny Sunday morning. Mid-60s look pretty likely. The west winds at 5 to 10. Upper 60s with sun on Monday and a south breeze. It does sound a lot better, Aaron, but we have to get through that Saturday night when it actually could be cool. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like people, whether they're out you know, working livestock here this fall or they're getting out in the combine trying to get stuff done, looks like this weather forecast is probably a positive thing for people on either side. 
Oh, absolutely. Going to help us at least dry it up a little bit. Definitely, definitely. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update with Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Doctor? Doctor. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. We offer routine maintenance and precise surgery for your vehicle. Plus, Valvoline Professional Services to protect the health of your car. Does your doctor give you a warranty? We do. More than mechanics. At Tom's Auto Center, we're more like family physicians for your car. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter picks, getter done to get you going, guys. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and Mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, you can do it if you try. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether, like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see? What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Hey, Ravi, how about this? Aaron Rodgers was on the podium yesterday, and they asked him to name all of the 16 quarterbacks uh, that have played for the Bears since his time taking over in 2008. Justin Fields is the new one. Uh, the Packers have just reigned supreme over, the, what, since 1992 when Brett Favre took over as a starter over the Chicago Bears. How big is this rivalry? It's the oldest in the NFL, obviously. Is this still the premier rivalry in the NFL? Well, Ebor, it is to fans. Um, not as much to players. A lot of these guys will run in the same circles. They have the same representation. I mean, Rodgers and Cutler had the same agent for a lot of years, and then they were kind of buddies off the field and, and things to that effect. So, I mean, it, 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 hey, there, there's certainly some bad blood um, just because they're divisional foes, and everybody understands the significance that this is a two-game swing when it's all said and done, right? Either you know, either the Packers are plus two uh, come come Sunday at about three thirty in the division over Chicago, or they're or they're tied for the lead. I mean, it's it's a huge game from that standpoint. But to to ever say and you know take it to the levels of of back in you know the fifties and sixties, and even more recently, guys, the eighties with uh, you know the, the the ridiculousness of Forrest Gregg and Mike Ditka, and, and that was largely on the Packers side of things because the Bears were kicking their tails year after year and. And uh, Forrest Gregg turned things unbelievably dirty. I mean, they, they were dirty for years, and Forrest took it up several notches. But uh, it's nothing like that anymore, Evo. It, it means a ton to fans. Um, but honestly, it, it, it may be a rivalry that means more to fans than the players. So looking at Justin Fields then, Robbie, how about on-the-field stuff? Is Justin Fields, I mean, early returns and don't really too much about him, the line kind of stinks for the Bears, yada, yada, yada. Is Justin Fields, could he be that guy to turn the, the tides for the Chicago Bears starting Sunday here against the Packers? Well, I mean, he could be. I don't think it's going to be Sunday afternoon necessarily. I, I think he's a long ways away. Now, he's he's made dramatic gains since that first start against Cleveland, uh, which was a legendarily awful performance. I mean, they're not asking him to do a great deal. And if you watch that Raiders game close last week, you know, Evo, he's they're keeping things pretty simple, you know. Even though David Montgomery's out, they they want to they want to start and end with the run game and and ha, you know have Fields sprinkle in some other things. 
the defense is unbelievable, Evo. I mean, yeah, Matt I mean, that's, that's calls, usual, Matt right? Calls it the best defense they will have seen this year, which is which is a big statement because they have played Pittsburgh and they have played San Francisco. But but I, I would wholeheartedly agree with him. Um, you know, the, the front seven is outstanding. It, it's gonna it's gonna um, you know get after Rodgers from start to finish. Um, we'll see what Green Bay's offensive line looks like, but. But I will say this, Evo. I mean, the Bears have not had this level of an athlete, this dynamic of a talent at quarterback in in several several years. Um, none, none that I can even remember, Evo. Um, in in terms of what Fields can be long term, yeah. it, it makes perfect sense to have him on the field right now because, like you said, the offensive line is awful. He can at least run for his life. Andy Dalton cannot. Um, Nick Foles cannot. So he gives them that element with his feet. Um, they just they just have to be careful with, with him, Evo. I mean, much like Joe Burrow last year, you know, was was lost to injury because the offensive line was so terrible. You think back all those years ago where Carr, you know, had the absolute nonsense kicked out of him in in Houston. I guess he was sacked seventy two times his rookie year. You you can put these rookie quarterbacks um, in kind of a, a, a terrible mind frame coming into year two if year one goes bad. So I, I do understand why they wanted to bring him along slowly, but. But, but, I mean, it, it, it's time. They, they needed a dynamic player back there to at least help the offense find a way to get to 20 a game, Evo, because if they can get to 20, that defense is damn good. I mean, it's good enough where they're going to get into the playoffs. Okay, Rob Reiser joining us right now. So, Robbie, let me ask you about the defensive side of the ball for the Packers. What's going on with that secondary? I mean, obviously, Jair Alexander is on the IR. Um, have they said about the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh opinion they've gotten on that shoulder yet? And is Kevin King going to be playing suiting up um, Sunday? Have you heard anything? Uh, you know, I know it's only Thursday, and they're not going to put out a final injury report, and you know, for, for another day and a half here, Evo. But I, I, it doesn't look good for King. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be surprised on that um, if if he's able to go. I mean, so now we're talking Stokes. Sullivan and Isaac Yadam, right, as, as, as the top three headed, heading into this game. I mean, they, they signed another guy off the street yesterday. Yeah, Quentin Dunbar, old, right? Yeah, exactly. Dunbar, the old Lion and Seahawk. And, I mean, Evo, the, the, the only thing that bodes well out of all this for Green Bay this week, at least, is the opponent. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Aaron Zimmerman back here with you on the Midwest Farm Report. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. As I mentioned before, today is National Cheese Curd Day. And Wisconsin is home to the nation's only master cheesemaker in Cheese Curds. That's Steve Stetler of Decatur Dairy in Broadhead, Wisconsin. He joins me to tell me a little bit about cheese curd production in the state of Wisconsin, as well as why those squeaky curds are so popular with consumers. Well, cheese curds are a standalone product in Wisconsin and have been for a long time. I mean, when people come to Wisconsin, they're looking for the squeaky fresh cheese curds. And today, curd is the word. So, I mean... uh, I was fortunate to get uh, cheese curd certified as a master cheese, and uh, and I'm certified as a master cheesemaker in cheese curds. So it's a big day for us. I mean, we make a lot of different curds. We uh, do a lot of different flavors, and and people just enjoy them. I mean, it's 
it's a never-ending craze when it comes to cheese curds. You know, I think a lot of times when people think of cheese curds, they automatically go to those cheddar cheese curds. But really, there are a lot of different varieties of cheese that are used in cheese curds. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, I mean, we started uh, probably back in the early 70s, people asking us if we could make some cheese curds. And we made, at the time, a lot of Munster cheese. So we bought a curd mill, and we started milling Munster and salting them, and we've been doing that since the mid-70s. It's, it's our mainstay is white Munster curd. I mean, it's uh, just popular. It, it outsells our cheddar curd probably two to one. So, yeah, there's different different cheeses you can make into curd, but the big ones are cheddar, white cheddar, and, and, and Munster. I mean, uh, it's just those are the main ones, I believe, around Wisconsin that are the big attraction. And besides just the different varieties of cheese, I think there's some cool flavors that you and other cheese producers have kind of come up with to add some more flair to those cheese curds as well. Yeah, we've, we're always uh, kind of on a quest to find different flavors. You know, the big ones are urban garlic, and, and we do a ranch, we do uh, an onion, we do a buffalo, uh, we do a blue cheese. It's just kind of crazy, you know, um, some of the flavors you find. And then we were fortunate to to get uh, associated with a seasoning maker, and uh, they come up with some different things like tomato, bacon, basil, uh, just little things like that that are different and, and people enjoy them. We do uh, jalapeno. I mean, you name it, you can put it in cheese curds. Looking at the larger scope of things, you know, how many cheese curds do you guys go through on a daily basis or even a yearly basis at that? Well, right now, I mean, we're fairly fortunate. I mean, we got restaurants using our curd. The apple orchards right now are in, in uh, their peak. So, I mean, we service a lot of different areas. So we're making, on average, uh, 1,500 to 2,000 to 3,000 pounds of curd a day and then bagging it up and, and, and distributing We don't distribute, but people coming to get it. For us, the grand scope, it's, I mean, it's not not a large part of our business, but there are companies that are probably doing commercial curds, which are a little bigger, the breaded curds, you know, things like that. We do specialty curds. That's kind of where we're at, and, and that's the market we go after. Here with Steve Stetler, master cheesemaker of cheese curds of Decatur Dairy in Broadhead, Wisconsin, on National Cheese Curd Day. So whether you want those fresh, squeaky cheese curds or maybe some fried cheese curds, get out there and enjoy some curds today and every day of the year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. Jack Kaltenberg with Kaltenberg's Partners in Production, PIP. It is all about cover crops, in particular wheat at this time of the year. How's your seed supply holding up? Well, in, in general, the winter wheat is kind of a challenge. Some companies are out. Um, we we happen to be in great supply. We had a great year last year. Our performance has been spectacular in, in, in the university trials, which we do a lot of base on. So we had a good amount of seed coming in. We normally don't see two great year markets in a row. We had two. Normally, we have this crash and burn and inexpensive wheat. This year, it's, it's maintaining it. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that the farmers are looking at input costs. Well, wheat doesn't cost as much to put in. There's some supply issues with fertilizer. Well, you can get supply now. Some of the inputs on some of the things that you put on corn and soybeans is double what it was a year ago. So there's some people saying, I can wrap in my costs. I know I've got supply and I can make some things work right now. And there's a lot of uncertainty with supply and availability next spring. Jack Kaltenberg from Kaltenberg's Partners in Production in studio with us. Contact Jack and his staff at PIPSeeds.com. 
Boost.com. Boost Agriculture Production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. We'll take a look at your current commodity markets here this morning in just a second. But first, other than celebrating National Cheese Curd Day today, October is also time to celebrate Pork Month. I had the chance to catch up with Carrie Retallick, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Pork Association, to see how they are working to promote pork to consumers through the Pork Checkoff Program. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. We are promoting uh, pork, although we do it all year long in regard to the Wisconsin Pork Association because we are the organization that um, provides information to our consumers on behalf of our on behalf of our pig farmers through the pork checkoff program and the pork checkoff really is on a mission right now to grow public trust and protect our producers freedom to operate so we're trying to we are telling the story about how our farmers are committed to sustainability efforts and what they're doing to not only protect our pigs, um, but also the people who work with our pigs, the environment, and serving our communities. So if people aren't as experienced with using pork in, in their daily diet or, you know, at home when they're making meals for their family, where can they turn to that they can learn a little bit more about some of those recipes that are available or ways to use pork? One thing that we've done this last year is we um, work with some influencers, and they actually had a blog um, that they would put out for different recipes. And so it's, it was called our Influencer Management Program. And if you go to WPPA.org, there will be recipes that are available there for your family, and a lot of them are really quick and easy recipes. Um, a lot of them utilize uh, pork loin, which is really good when you actually cook it to 145 degrees. That's been one thing that a lot of our consumers in the past have overcooked pork, and that makes it tough and dry. So if we cook it to that temperature of around 145 degrees for a whole muscle product like pork loin, that works out really well. You can also get on the national pork site, and that will also provide a lot of different recipes, too. That would be pork.org, and you'll get information about cooking techniques, uh, nutrition, pork safety, different kinds of cuts, and just ways to inspire you to utilize pork. I think one of the things is just remembering that uh, pork is is a very nutritious and, and versatile meat to be able to use, utilize. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it can be very quick and easy. That was Carrie Retallick, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Pork Association. As she said, visit pork.org or wppa.org for recipes or more information about pork. Now let's go ahead and take a look at your commodity markets here this morning on Friday, October 15th. December corn currently at 518 and a quarter, up one and a half. November soybeans at 1211 and three quarters, up five and a half. 
December wheat up four and a quarter at seven twenty nine. The November milk contract at nineteen twenty nine down seven cents, while the December contract is down five cents at eighteen eighty. Coming up next, Farm Director Pam Yonke will get an update from our friends at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you're ever concerned about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad... No kid is going to tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. The landscape across the central corn belt is going through some changes. The old authorities are starting to fade, and today are being replaced by a more dedicated, harder-working, higher-performing seed corn company. One with a team of folks raised right here and ready to serve. Whoa, boy. Looks like there's a new sheriff in town. Wiffles Hybrids. Quite possibly the best hybrids you can buy. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time to catch up with our friends from the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Of course, those are your soybean dollars that contribute to research, education, and promotion of what's happening with Wisconsin soybeans, not just here, but abroad. And I guess that's where we want to start. Bob Carls, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Soybean Growers, in studio with us. And the big announcement this week about a very substantial investment in the port of Milwaukee, uh, thanks in part to federal dollars, state investment, as well as uh, the DeLong company, that uh, could mean some very good things for Wisconsin soybean producers. You were there. Tell them a little bit more about it, Bob. Well, it's very exciting that we have this prospect of uh, reopening uh, access to the port of Milwaukee for for grain movement uh, and definitely for the soybean industry. Uh, the DeLong Company has spearheaded this out of southern Wisconsin, if people want to know. They're right down on the on the Illinois-Wisconsin state line uh, in Clinton, Wisconsin. And they've done an excellent job for us here in Wisconsin in developing soybean markets for us. And uh, these are products that we know are being sought after now by our European uh, consumers. Uh, and the best way to get that to them is out through Lake Michigan, and we're doing work now with research and uh, um, for the St. Lawrence Seaway, 
and do we're actually involved through the checkoff through the Wisconsin soybean checkoff doing some work on the St. Lawrence Seaway to assure that uh, vessels will be able to move through there and get soybeans out to the Atlantic and uh, go uh, go in that direction. Yeah, because that's something that I think we've far too many times overlooked. Uh, that port used to be very, very busy. And then, uh, as you said, things change, uh, mechanisms, uh, popularity of transportation changes. But uh, it sounded like this is very much a win-win for the state of Wisconsin. Absolutely. Um, the federal government, uh, as well as our state government, uh, they've been, they're very involved. They have invested. They see the opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity for the Milwaukee area for jobs. It's an opportunity for um, people to come in and work on the infrastructure and also for Wisconsin, corn and soybean farmers will benefit from this. Uh, we were graced with the presence of uh, Governor Evers, Senator Baldwin, uh, Congressperson Gwendolyn Moore. So, um, you know, when those people start showing up that uh, it, it's important and it means a lot to the state of Wisconsin. I know that our own Stephanie Hoff was there and she said uh, uh, that there was comment from uh, Representative Moore about how uh, there may not be a lot of soybeans grown in Milwaukee, not a lot of farmers that are in Milwaukee, but a lot of people that are hungry. So she sees the whole uh, channel of food and fiber in Wisconsin. Now, this is only the first phase of a port improvement project that's hopefully going to be completed by 2023. This is kind of the beginning of what we hope is really going to revolutionize the transportation mode in that area. That is correct. And if anything, um, this is so important to our state. Uh, but believe you me that our neighboring states that access Lake Michigan and other Great Lakes are very interested. So obviously uh, the Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, they're very interested to see how this works for us. They could possibly be bringing product to the port of Milwaukee to have that then go because they really don't have access uh, at this time in those states either. Bob Carls is along with us, executive director of the Wisconsin Soybean Association. And as he said, uh, soybean growers have been monitoring this project. Uh, that's one thing people don't understand, Bob, until we get to the final revelation, the press release, the uh, fanfare. Yep, that kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff that you guys are doing behind the scenes to keep these conversations going and vetting that information to make sure if checkoff dollars are involved, that it's invested the right way. That's right. And the best thing we can do is work with our industry partners like the DeLong Company and leveraging dollars uh, to assure that uh, at all parts of the process here, whether it's the farmers that are investing, the person that's buying their grain, the grain facility such as DeLong, uh, the shipping company, they all play a part in this and they all have an investment in it and they all want to make sure that it succeeds. Critical time to be talking to Wisconsin growers because obviously the harvest continues, uh, maybe in fits and spurts, depending on the weather. But kind of give people a little bit of an update as they're riding in the trucks, the tractors, the combines, Bob, about some of the research that's been going on this year. We'll see it more as a compilation when we get to the Corn Soy Expo and winter meetings, which we hope are going to be back to a more normal schedule. But tell them a little bit about how their dollars have been invested in different projects this growing season. Well, this growing season, we obviously, the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board puts a large emphasis on production research working with our universities. Uh, we have one of the most respected, if not the most respected research program in the country, uh, working with our, um, with our professors that are there conducting the research. Uh, we all, you know, we have uh, Damon Smith and Sean Conley and Carrie Lebowski and Joe Lauer and, you know, researchers uh, that have been, uh, Rodrigo Werla, I mean, these names that many people know, we help fund or fund most of the research that they conduct that then 
They do a fantastic job with regard to whether we're working on yield issues, disease control, um, genetics with regard to coming up with varieties that are resistant to certain, um, whether it's certain molds or fungi that we uh, make sure that we invest in these research projects. Um, The next part of that is getting the information back out to the farmers. And that's changed. You know, we're still going to have Corn Soy Expo here early February at the Kalahari. We're excited about that. But also our researchers are doing an excellent job, whether it's through social media or podcasts, working with UPAM, on getting the findings out to the farmers so they can bring them right to their farm, which will, our goal every day is to help their bottom line and their profitability. You know, people, again, Remember, agriculture didn't stop during the pandemic. I always said cows don't know COVID. Farmers have to keep on planting. Uh, we learned how we can get that information out to growers in light of the pandemic. Not, not No face-to-face meetings. And there was research still going on in 2020 uh, despite the pandemic. Well, we haven't skipped a beat with regard to that. Uh, we, we've definitely moved forward. Um, we also are doing work in areas such as with biodiesel. That is another, we always, as I said, have to create demand, find uses for that soybean oil. Uh, and we're, are, we are making strides. We have done projects here right in the city of Madison uh, with their fleet. Now, granted, you're going to hear that, you know, buses aren't necessarily going to be diesel, but those, we have snow plows. We have many, many other vehicles within the within fleets that operate on diesel. And we're working with those fleet managers on showing them the opportunities of working with biodiesel. Uh, Primarily it's made from soybean oil, but it can be made from other feedstocks as well. Uh, We also do do work with the international programs, making sure that we have, we've, we have hosted and sponsored international meetings where we've brought buyers this past summer. We brought them into the, to the U.S., and they were still buying product because, as you know, people are still eating no matter what. Some of us have eaten too much. But, um, you know, it's the agriculture machine has kept moving and going in a great direction. Bob Carl's in studio with us again. We're talking about your soybean checkoff dollars, research, education, and promotion. That is exactly how they channel those funds. And as he pointed out, if you want to make sure you're staying relevant and part of the conversation, we encourage you to join the association. Uh, meet up with us at industry gatherings like the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo coming up front part of 2022. And of course, as always, online, badgerbean.com. You can also follow coolbean.info. Dr. Sean Conley is kind of clearing house for all kinds of information, including some of his research findings. And of course, all of those platforms transfer not just to the web, but also across social media as well. Your checkoff dollars at work here in